And if it's Mondays, it is Mayor's Monday on WHMP and Talk the Talk. Welcome to the show. I'm Bill Newman. I'm Buzz Eisenberg. And we welcome to the show the mayor of Holyoke, Joshua Garcia. Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for being with us. A lot in the news about Holyoke. And I'd like to begin by asking you about the new public safety plan, which has been dubbed or used as reference it's called Ezekiel's plan. This is the plan that you put forward after uh, there was that tragic shooting, a random shot that hit a woman eight months pregnant, killed the baby, and you put forward a plan after that to try to combat violence in Holyoke, in your city. Uh, it went before the city council. It was a call for some million dollars additional funding for public safety, and it was rejected by the council. So I would appreciate it if we could get your perspective on what you hope to accomplish and what happens next legislatively and otherwise. Mr. Mayor, talk to us. Thank you so much, Bill, and good morning. And as always, thank you for uh, inviting me back on and participating on your show. As far as the uh, Ezekiel's plan, and just so you're aware, there are a series of uh, uh, quality of life events that were that have taken place before that, leading up to that issue. And since I was elected, there's been so much discourse from uh, the 13 members on the council, advocacy groups in the community, um, and different residents of what is it that we have to do to improve public safety in our community. And, uh, there's this shared vision, this shared uh, goal that we want to achieve, but the strategies to get there um, are are vastly different. And and I think that with the council, because I have 13 different perspectives and personalities uh, in that um, chamber, uh, it's hard to come up with a plan that's going to make them all happy. And I think that that's what happened. You know, we're a compassionate city, but you know, I I try to remind people that. Our commitment to compassion and our work in social justice has to be balanced against our responsibility to provide for the safety and the well-being for all our citizens. And you know, I feel as mayor, um, I have an obligation to address issues around violence, illegal activity, and health and safety disparities that have negative impact on our neighborhoods. Um, and um, I think each of the members on the council get that and understand that and, and have their own ideas. Um, when that issue happened with the um, death of uh, the baby on that on that bus, um, we came up with a comprehensive plan that that wasn't just through one lens. It wasn't. It's not. Let's go and over police our neighborhoods and then that's that. Um, it was a combination of strategies that also included um, housing protection, um, uh, engagement. Um, uh, engaging some sort of form of uh, housing legal counsel for tenants, clearing up blight, you know, continuing to support our work around the flex squad, bringing on a homeless liaison and housing navigator, education and training for employees that are um, part of our enforcement team. And that includes our police officers and our, our building department and our board of health department. So it was a really well thought out comprehensive approach that focuses on several key factors proactive policing, not just reactive, enhanced surveillance, hiring, um, increasing inspectional capacity, 
and engaging in community response efforts. Uh, and like I said, implementing tenant and neighborhood protection strategies and whatever we can to strengthen our efforts for neighborhood outreach and engagement. That was the plan. And what? because we have 13 personalities on our council that don't agree to one or the other approach, you know, it, 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 I think that that's why it died. And, you know, there was some talk on the council uh, misinterpretation and misguide, uh, misrepresentation of what this plan um, includes. Uh, there was a lot of um, uh, passionate discourse that wasn't necessarily reflective on what this plan does. And I think it just went downhill from there. I needed a uh, super majority, nine votes of the 13 councilors that are there. Um, I was too shy from those nine to get this plan passed through. Explain to us, those of us who don't live in Holyoke, why is a supermajority of nine needed in order to pass as a spending bill? Uh, it's a, when, so it was the, the funding strategy was for appropriation. And when you're, um, when you're voting on uh, appropriating through taxation, um, you need that supermajority vote. Now, there has been uh, criticism of the plan as being engaged or too heavily invested in policing, uh, what you've just described as over-policing. And I'm wondering if you could uh, break down for us what yep. that what that means in Holyoke and whether you see yourself as being sensitive to that idea that the city shouldn't be over police. What say you to that? So the concern on the council from some members was over policing. This plan does not over police anything. Right now we have a city with a police department that's, and we've learned this through the audit, severely understaffed and under-resourced. So we're, we're not even, we fund just enough to react when you need um, uh, when you need a police officer to show up, you call 911, an officer will show up. We don't do enough to be proactive. We're talking about community policing, uh, bike patrol, foot patrol. Um, uh, there was a lot of talk you've heard on the news, counselors concerned about the lack of traffic patrolling. Uh, we don't do that because the, the, the officers that we have on a shift are going to calls, not pulling people over that are speeding, um, you know, there was a lot of concern, broad daylight of active drug dealing, open air drug dealing, open air shooting up and, and no one, no one doing anything about it. Um, and I think, you know, these are symptoms of a, of a bigger problem. And that problem is that our enforcement, um, is not adequate at all for proactive preventative policing. Um, so there was originally when we presented the plan, we had the idea of bringing on board 13 new officers. And at that first meeting of the council, there was concern about not being able to sustain that. And I shared that concern and um, leveled and completely agreed. So we went back to the drawing table and came up with a, a different strategy to uh, get us to our 95. We budget for 95 officers, but we're never at the 95. We're always hovering around 87-ish. Um, uh, for various reasons that that limit us to get to that 95 but casting our net much wider 
than what we're uh, able so that we can get closer to our 95. Um, so this, you know, over over policing, if anything, what we're trying to do is do the things that the counselors have been asking that the community, more importantly than the council, that the people downtown have been asking for. Foot patrol, bike patrol, traffic um, uh, uh, patrolling, uh, community policing, um, and also establishing uh, our own internal task force um, that's focused on um, uh, tackling those those spots that we know are high high visibility crime areas, um, and then also bringing on board a crime analyst to to be able to uh, uh, evaluate the available data and be able to position our uh, tactics and our and our resources where we need to to be sure that we're tackling the issues uh, effectively. But this is not just policing. We're talking about creating a uh, community response division from the mayor's office that would be three staffs. Uh, one was a homeless liaison housing navigator and the other two would be essentially case workers that would be the response division that residents can communicate with when there's any quality of life issues to help navigate our internal depart department system to, to better uh, respond to issues before they actually become bigger problems and issues and avoid displacement. So it's, you know, policing is there is to, the infusion, the $1 million infusion, just put it this way, is to jumpstart initiatives. It's not to over police, overreact anything. It's to take all the best practices that I've heard from neighbor to neighbor, that I've heard from city councilors, that I've heard from the community, and also uh, different law enforcement, um, uh, you know, organizations that that better respond to quality of life and helps improve um, outcomes in the community. Mayor Garcia, I want to make sure I, I heard you correctly. Did you say that one of the concerns for the about the plan was that it wouldn't be sustainable, that that million dollars wouldn't be there going forward, and that was part of the motivation for going back and redrawing the plan? That was one of the misrepresentations from a certain counselor, a, num a handful of them that that um, that think that the sky is falling. Uh, the the one unsustainable piece I would say, which we scrapped and and re-strategize on, was bringing on 13 officers. Because you're right, once the funding source runs out, I have to sustain those 13 cops through appropriation. And you're looking about an extra, I don't know, maybe 800,000 into the budget just for those. So we scrapped that idea. We're not doing it. Um, everything else. There is a um, fund. There, there is a plan to sustain what we're trying to do there, and some of them are just one-time things. Um, so, for the for the work that I described regarding community response division out of the mayor's office, we're looking at leveraging the opioid funding source that communities are getting everywhere um, to to sustain that work once we've jump started it. So that's there's a there's a plan for that. Um, the uh, everything else is just like just one time you know let's do this with it let's let's initiate these within this 12 month period and then once the funding source goes away you know that's that so it's not i no it's not that i need a million dollars a year to sustain everything on this plan it's to jumpstart initiatives that have plans to sustain them beyond that grant 
uh, beyond that funding period. Uh, one aspect of the plan, as I understand it, had to do with uh, surveillance, uh, uh, use yes. of cameras. And I would appreciate your your uh, explaining that to us. And in particular, this, that one of the, uh, I think, lessons that came from Springfield using cameras and is certainly the result or the uh, uh, consequence of the in London, which is the most uh, uh, surveilled city, well, certainly in the in the uh, Western countries, um, is that surveillance doesn't really stop crimes; it, it moves crime. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are about surveillance and how it would work in Holyoke if that part of this plan is adopted by the council. That that. Well, you made an interesting comment, period, right? Like the work that we do, is it going to eliminate the, the the behavior or is it going to move it? We're talking about issues of the country. Like I, there's all, you know, gun, gun violence, access to guns, um, you know, smuggling of drugs, uh, mental health issues, housing issues. You know, these are things that myself in a local government can't resolve it's an uphill battle so i have to do what i can to be sure that the citizens of holyoke know and understand that i am doing everything in my power to look out for their safety and i might not be able to eliminate the issue but can i prevent them can i um uh you know can i introduce preventative ideas that helps de-escalate the concerns from happening or move it out of my city um, it's not eliminating the problem because it's bringing the problem somewhere else, but I have a responsibility to the citizens of Hoyoke. And so the camera system, which that did pass, that was the funding source we used, we introduced for that was money we have in our capital stabilization and the council supported that, so that's coming. Um, and what that's gonna do is, um, of the camera systems we have citywide, only two of them work. So it's going to replace all the outdated ones and it's going to add 10 new ones. Um, and, you know, again, like we're not, it's, I'm not putting these cameras up at all thinking that this is going to stop behavior, um, but it's another tool that our department can use to be sure that we're, we're targeting, we're going to where the problem is. So if there's, uh, I don't know, an issue, let's say a drive-by shooting, um, we'll at least know the trajectory or direction that's going or the color of the view or whatever, you know what I mean? So it's, it's just another tool we can leverage to help, um, uh, you know, be proactive in our work and not just wait till it happens and then figure it out and solve them later with whatever is available. Is there anything now going back to the council, any part of this plan, or is the council done with its work? That's the big question right now. So without explaining too much, but uh, through the rules, the council, I needed that super majority vote, but it was tabled for reconsideration. And from what was explained to me was that when it's tabled to reconsider that it comes up at the next meeting and all I need is seven votes. And I've been debating all weekend we have a special meeting coming up this Thursday to set the tax rate. And this plan would have to be approved before setting the tax rate um, in order you know, for it to support the, the current strategy that I put forward. And I've been struggling all weekend, Bill, to 
you know, should I should I do it? Because I do have the seven votes. Um, or should I just, you know, pick and choose my battles here, take a step back? Um, and, and every time I, I, I feel like stepping back and just kind of rethinking, it's going to be more time. But the people of downtown are built. When you when you when you hear the public safety issues that we see and hear about in Holyoke is a reflection of 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 the priorities of the local government. And uh, I think that that vote showed that downtown safety is not a priority um, for uh, um, the, the people at large. This is the rhetoric that tax taxes are going up and the people I that I quote unquote represent don't can't afford more money and, and what so it's it to me that translates you don't live down the people that live downtown don't afford um, uh, you know doesn't have anything to do with the people that live downtown so people who don't live downtown I mean, the people downtown public safety is not a concern where we feel bad this bus issue happened with the baby but hey look too much money uh, that that's that is rhetoric discourse um, that um, has no place in how I manage because the way I look at it is no matter what corner you live in the city, everyone should have and feel just as safe as anywhere else. And that's the wrong message we want to send to um, people anywhere in this city. And so, you know, I struggle. I'm going to make a decision probably within the next hour or so of whether or not I'm going to put that on the agenda. And if I do, Bill, pay attention. You can expect discourse on Thursday um, uh, and see whether or not this will pass. We are speaking with Holyoke Mayor Joshua Garcia. This is Mayor's Monday on Talk the Talk and WHMP. We'll be back with more from the mayor right after this. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. Find local news and local talk for the Valley. It wasn't necessary and it probably wasn't even appropriate on the one hand. I don't want that to sound like I don't support schools. I have a long history of supporting schools, certainly longer than any one of those city councilors. Where the heart of the Pioneer Valley lives. 1015 and 1400 WHMP, news, information, and the arts. You've been miserable with joint pain for so long. You want and deserve relief, but you just keep putting off that call to QC Kinetics. Okay, now's the time. Listen up. QC Kinetics is rolling out something huge for the first time ever. It's a voucher for $500 off your first joint pain treatment. That's right, $500 off. Whether it's your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, the QC Kinetics voucher applies to any area. But this is a limited time offer, so no more putting off that call. QC Kinetics is the largest regenerative clinic in the country with tens of thousands of satisfied patients who are able to get lasting relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. So reach out to the team at QC Kinetics today and ask them, how can I get a $500 off voucher? They'll walk you through the steps and get you started on your way to relief. Don't wait. This is a limited time offer. Call for your free consultation today. QC Kinetics, 413-992-5450. That's 413-992-5450. 413-992-5450. Limited time only. Not valid with any other offer. Every time you open your energy bill, you cringe. And with good reason, because you're paying too much. The easy answer is solar. And taking advantage of solar energy with Franklin First Federal Credit Union is easy. 
our solar loan puts solar on the table. And a local expert can show you all the ways it pays to install solar. Visit franklinfirst.org slash solarloans for more details. That's franklinfirst.org slash solarloans. Franklin First Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. And on this Mayor's Monday on WHMP and Talk the Talk, we are honored to have with us the Mayor of Holyoke, Joshua Garcia. While we were off the air, Buzz, you posed a question to the mayor. Really good question. I would appreciate it if you could bring the listeners in on that question and this part of our conversation as we focus on crime in Holyoke and the response and the mayor's response to the tragic shooting that took the life of a baby with a woman who is referred to as Selena was eight months pregnant. Buzz, your question to the mayor? Yes, and Mayor, I'm so I'm always so grateful to hear right from the horse's mouth. So thank you so much for always for joining us, and particularly on this tragic but important uh, topic we're discussing. I this morning I was pouring through crime statistics, which I'm not going to bore you or the listeners with. I'm sure that you know them, but Holyoke um, is the, the chances of being a victim of a, a violent crime in Holyoke is almost uh, three times as more likely as it is statewide. And in some parts of the United States, it's more than two and a half times as likely. And uh, not uncoincidentally, the rate of poverty and unemployment and similar social problems like homelessness in Holyoke seems to mirror this the, the high crime rate that Holyoke suffers from. So my real question to you, Mayor, is given those the three prongs of Ezekiel's plan, particularly the one that enhances the number of police, the number of cruisers and bike patrols and all of that. Is that really doomed, no matter how much money you put into more policing, as long as those underlying conditions that cause high crime persist, that it will be ineffective? That's my question. Great, great question. And uh, a lot to, um, a lot to definitely... And, uh, unravel here in, in such an incredibly important way. So, first of all, downtown Holyoke, the four census tracts that makes downtown Holyoke, the medium household income, believe this or not, is less than, I believe, $17,000 a year or less than $19,000 a year. So, you know, think of the quality. We've warehoused poverty um, in a segment of the city. Um, and so think of the quality of life challenges that, that come out of that. Um, and, you know, when I think of that issue, the root, you know, what is it that we have to do as a city? I think we have to diversify the available housing. I think, you know, we, we've built so much subsidized and low income housing where now we've created this, this need, um, that's so great because people you know, everybody deserves quality services that has to be paid for. Um, so uh, a lot of what we've been trying to work on is advocate for uh, workforce housing and market rate housing. I know the governor's administration has been doing a lot to try to um, uh, release or has released a housing bill to be able to um, to allow gateway cities to to kind of you know diversify their housing projects rather than just focus solely on severely low uh, income uh, type projects. So we need more mixed income uh, in our downtown. 
The other issue here um, uh, is represent is our government system of representation, uh, our voting system. So you know that um, where there's poverty, you have low voter turnout traditionally. And so that goes back to my earlier point before we went on break. We have inadequate representation uh, on our city council of um, the people downtown. Um, uh, the, we have seven wards in the city of Holyoke and the seven wards, unfortunately, they're, they're broken down by income. And those wards that are lowest in income are predominantly people of color, well, and Latino, mostly Latino. And when I was knocking on doors, when I first ran for mayor, the focus, the strategy for me during the primaries was knock only on the doors downtown. Okay, I did that. And I learned a complete opposite of what I thought people were going to say. People weren't telling me, we're afraid of police, please help us. They were telling me, where are the police? Nobody cares. Nobody's doing nothing. And I heard that, and that changed my whole perception on the issue and how I want to tackle downtown safety. Um, and so the city of Holyoke, like I said, is a compassionate city. We have so much proactive um, social service level work um, from what we do in our local government as well as our community partners out in the community. Very non-traditional methods, but our work, that work needs to be balanced with enforcement. The two have to work hand in hand together in order to make um, improve or in order to get the outcome that we were looking for. So when you ask me, is it going to be, you know, ineffective? Um, I think uh, eliminating, de-escalating police presence is what's contributing to the issues that we're seeing today in our neighborhoods. I'm not saying that it's going to solve it. More of it's going to solve it. It's a missing component to the other work that we're doing here in the city. And that those those strategies got to work hand in hand together if we're going to uh, improve outcomes uh, in our neighborhoods. And as I understand it, Mayor, what you are saying in part is that the Holyoke Police Department, as staffed at present, doesn't have bike patrols, doesn't have foot patrols, doesn't really have cruiser patrols, because what the police are engaged in is responding to 911 calls. Is, is that right? So that's what, so, and, and this is the, the core of what's happening here. Um, that a lot of people don't necessarily, from the outside looking in, it sounds, you, you think black and white, but from you come to the inside, it's not black and white. So we fund just enough for, to cover shifts, to respond to calls. So when they're out there, you get your five, six cruisers that are out um, in the field, and each of those got a coverage area. They're covering the area and responding to calls. Um, and in larger cities, healthier, much more efficient communities, not only do they have those officers out there, they have dedicated officers focused solely on traffic patrol. So they're not going, you don't call those guys to go to emergency calls. You call those, those guys are out looking for or um, infractions. Um, so we don't, we don't do that. And when we do do it, um, it's detail work. So that means I have to look for officers that um, are off that want to work overtime to work detail. So that goes to the when I get the question about these officers, sergeants making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Well, yeah, when you break that down, 
that person has earned that 150,000 doing the things that we've asked them to do because we're not, we don't have the coverage, the level of staffing on a given shift to do it. So we, it converts to overtime. So it's, it's, it's this revolving door, you know, to, to nowhere. And, and it's a really challenging one considering a community like ours with such a constraint budget and the levels uh, of issues, the need is, is very high. So it, it's an uphill battle for a community like Holyoke and, and a police department like the ones we have in Holyoke. So it forces us, us to be as creative as possible with limited resources. And the city of Holyoke has been extremely creative for many years. Um, uh, you know, I feel like it's time we need to catch up a little bit. And that's why I say this one million, it's an infusion to take care of a lot of deferred, call it deferred maintenance, be it will. Um, so. Well, Mayor Garcia, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. I'd point out we only got to the first topic on our list of things to ask you about, but we really, <laughs> we really appreciate this deep dive and really appreciate uh, the greater understanding of how this looks from the seat you are in as the mayor, as the chief executive, as the leader of your city of Holyoke. Thank and, you so much, Bill, Mr. Bill, mayor. Before, before we go, Mayor, you have one hour to make this decision about whether or not you're going to put it once again before the uh, council for Thursday's meeting. What what are you going to do? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I spent the weekend talking to different mentors, different people, and what it comes down to was I was told I'm thinking like a manager because of my former time administrator role. I'm thinking I'm like a manager. If, if, if I take a step back and, and, and um, do what I said, you know, we'll take a step back, we'll pivot in areas and, and find more time, you know. But if I just go and do it, considering my other option here, then, then I'm being the mayor. You know, this is what I need, this is what the people want, and we're gonna do it, um, this, the, despite how divided the council might be. And even though the council might be divided, just understand the majority of the council wants this and the people of downtown Holyoke actually throughout the whole city wants this. Um, and so should I put on my mayor hat and just do it? Um, but potentially risk uh, a frustrating counselors, you know, and when, you know, I need support for other projects in the future, will I get that support because they're frustrated about how I handled. So that's what I'm struggling with. And, um, you know, I'm leaning toward just getting it done because it breaks my heart to see people feeling like their government doesn't care about their safety. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We're going to leave it there. Thank you so much, Mayor Joshua Garcia. Really appreciate your time and insights. Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas. And to you. This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.